This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. Ed Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, the features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls to start things out. Uh, Still to come, of course, have to talk about Ron Paul's results. Uh, in yesterday's Super Tuesday primaries and caucuses. Uh, but first, we go to the amp line and talk to Will in Hawaii. Will, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, guys. Hey. Aloha. What's on your hey. mind tonight? Um, I just wanted to let you guys know about something that I'm going to be doing with my family for the cause of uh, freedom and liberty. Do tell. Uh, okay. Well, this summer, uh, along with my wife, uh, my brother, and his girlfriend, I'm going to be walking from the West Coast to New Hampshire in order to bring publicity to the Free State Project and Ron Paul's presidential campaign. Now, I've heard of this Liberty Walk. Uh, yeah, actually, it's the Walk for Liberty. Okay. Walkforliberty.com. Wow, you've got your own website all set up, and I, I was actually slightly aware of this a couple of weeks ago. You said you were going to call in when you were ready to really announce it and uh, and get it out there, and I think it's a wonderful idea. It's an incredible project. Uh, I mean, literally walking across the entire country from where yeah. is it, California to New Hampshire? Uh, actually, we're going to be starting in Washington. Oh, Washington, okay. Uh-huh. Just as far. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> a hell of a distance. Now, are you a professional uh, walker? I mean, do you do this a lot? No, I mean, I've kind of, uh, I haven't really been up, I mean, I haven't walked extensively, but I've sort of been a runner most of my life. Um, but I have been training um, walking both in the morning and the evening usually, in order to get prepared for it. So what's the, uh, why are you doing it? Well, actually, um, my wife, Brooke, and I, we're going to be moving to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. So she actually came up with the idea of walking to get there. So that's kind of how it got started. You're not going to carry all your stuff. No, uh, we're actually going to have a a support vehicle. Um, I'm going to be walking the whole way, and and Brooke and my brother John, uh, they're going to be treading off driving the support vehicle and and walking as well. I see. Very cool. It sounds like you put in a, a lot of time thinking about this. I wanted. I'm curious. How long have you been in the uh, involved with the Free State Project? Will. Actually, I learned about the Free State Project shortly before the vote was held, which I believe that was in 2003. Something in October, like yeah. Um, I think I found out about it probably in the spring of 2003, somewhere around there. The reason I ask is because this has been attempted before, not the same distance. Uh, there was a young man who I think lived in the Tennessee area that had originally planned to walk to New Hampshire. Right. Uh, I don't think he did. He put in as much planning as as you have so far, but I don't know if you recall his case. But basically, what happened was he. Uh, he injured himself because his shoes just started wearing holes in his socks or, or whatever, and it just it was just so much walking. Uh, he really had some serious blistering on his feet, and at, at one point uh, in his journey, he was, I guess, at a rest area, and while he was asleep at the rest area, apparently had all of his stuff stolen from him by some thugs while he was sleeping. Uh, so he ended up having to turn around because he, he never, never actually made it. Um, so I just don't want to see that happen to you, yeah. but... It, it sounds like you've got some contingency plans. You've got a uh, support vehicle. I'm sure you're going to have uh, your good-fitting shoes. Have you con- con- considered these uh, like physical uh, ailments that might happen? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely taking those into account. Um, probably I'm going to go through, I estimate, around 
almost a dozen shoes, maybe, okay. or pairs of shoes. And, you know, if I get blisters, there's these things called moleskins that can help, um, you know, prevent them from getting really bad. And uh, like you said, we have a support vehicle. Probably not going to be walking in the middle of the day when it's the hottest during mm-hmm. the summer. So we're trying to take as many precautions and things into account as we can. Now, when is this? Gonna, when are you uh, planning on starting this endeavor? Uh, we're planning on starting in April. And how long are you expecting it to take to get to New Hampshire? Probably around six months. Wow. Uh, we're going to take our time. We don't <laughs> want to go too fast. Um, you know, I, I don't want to get injured. And sure. Uh, we also don't want to just rush through it. I mean, a, a part of the thing is to, you know, help people become aware of the Free State Project and Ron Paul. And, you know, we want to take the time talking to people along the way and everything. So we don't want to rush it. Are you going to buy some walking shoes up front that fit you properly? Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how, how many pairs will go through. Well, you just said he's going to have at least 12 on hand uh, to, uh, to, to use as he uh, goes on throughout this. Now, six months, starting in April, that's going to put you uh, arriving in New Hampshire between October and November, so really right around election time. Yeah, yeah. Are you expecting to be contacting news media on the way? Are you going to have a, a little uh, a public awareness campaign also to go along with your walk? Yeah, um, we're going to try to get as many, to try to contact as many media outlets as we can, um, you know, TV stations, newspapers, um, as well as, of course, you know, like new media like blogs and everything. Um, but, yeah, to try to, to get as much publicity as we can for this. I think it's a great idea. I mean, if as you're walking from point to, uh, from place to place, it's going to be a news story. If somebody's walking through our town uh, on this cross-country trek for liberty. Uh, it's an amazing thing just on its own. Inevitably, you are going to get some coverage, and, and who knows? This might build into something that, that quite a few people, not just in the Free State Project and just in the liberty movement, are, are watching and keeping an eye on. I think this is a really cool idea, Will. Thanks. Uh, yeah, and actually, we, we want to try to get other people to join us in parts of the way as well. You know, for passing near where somebody lives, if they want to walk with us for a day or two, that'd be great. I mean, wow. the more the merrier, really. Because um, if there's a bunch of us walking, I think that would make even more of a story. Yeah, totally, uh, totally. So your website, again, is walkforliberty.com. Correct. And what can people do there to get involved? Um, well, we have a, a contact page um, that if, if somebody wants to to join us by walking part of the way, um, they they can send us an email through that f- a form. Actually, you can do that via uh, contact.walkforliberty.com. Um, or if you want, if somebody has any media contacts, they want to help get us media coverage along the way, they can do that. Um, we're also going to have a number of expenses. Um, I bet. If, if they want to help, uh, if they want to donate to, to help us along the way, that'd be great, too. What sort of work do you do that you can, I mean, literally take six months off for, uh, from a year and do this uh, little project? Well, actually, I, I don't have a job. I, um, you know, I, I live in uh, Hawaii with my wife, and we have lived here since March. Um, I quit my job before that. I had been working as a computer programmer mm-hmm. um, before we moved here to Hawaii, and I actually haven't had a job since then. Um, well, there you go. That, so, that makes it yeah. easy. What island are you on? On Oahu. Ah, nice. Fantastic. Guys, do you have any other questions for Will while we have him here? Good luck, Will. I, uh, <laughs> I presume Thanks, you'll be calling Free Talk Live to uh, give us updates as things develop with, uh, with your plan. Sure, yeah, of course. 
Fantastic. Well, uh, awesome call, and uh, good luck with this. I really hope you make it in one piece without breaking any legs or uh, losing any feet. Thanks. Thanks for the call tonight, dude, and the update. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. Will Buchanan with his walk for liberty kicking off in April, ending sometime this fall around uh, election season. This could be big. This could be huge. I mean, when I say huge, I mean people could pay attention to it. He won't go unnoticed. It's it's not easy to get uh, your cause in uh, the newspaper or on uh, some kind of broadcast outlet, and this might get it on several. Absolutely. 1-800-259-9231. He mentioned uh, Ron Paul, obviously a Ron Paul supporter. Of course, yesterday was Super Tuesday. A, a number of states uh, were engaging in, uh, people in those states were engaging in pro, uh, pr- primary voting as well as caucuses. And we said last night we were going to give you some results. We never had a chance to get to it. So here's a little bit of information. This from freestateblogs.net, Dennis Goddard reporting that uh, some people complained about live free or die in the state where Ron Paul only got 8% of the vote. That's here in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, after Super Tuesday, it appears he did better in New Hampshire than he's done in any other primary state so far. Now I know people are going to immediately think, well, what about uh, Montana? Not a primary. Minnesota? Not a primary. Uh, Nevada? Not a primary. Those Maine? are caucuses. In fact, uh, Jason Sorens, the founder of the Free State Project, pointed out before any of this happened, he pointed out that there must be a distinguishing, you must distinguish between caucuses and primaries. In caucuses, the turnout's vastly lower, so Ron Paul will do better because his supporters are more likely to turn out. New Hampshire, in the end, this was his prediction, and he was right, will have the highest Ron Paul votes as a percentage of eligible voting population of all the states. More on the way. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are completely free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo and prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com to see what it's all about. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com has got a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. By the way, they've got over 18,000 adult entertainment products. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off. AdamEve.com slash talk. 1-800-259-9231. You want to weigh in on the uh, the Ron Paul results from the primaries and caucuses yesterday? You're certainly welcome to do so. What we're pointing out here, first and foremost, is the very interesting fact that, as it turns out, Ron Paul has done the best in New Hampshire. When New Hampshire had its primary, the first in the the first in the country, a bunch of our a number of our listeners were pretty upset. They were pretty disappointed. In fact, uh, a number of people who aren't our listeners were uh, were just attacking the Free State Project. And, uh, and of course, if you've listened to the show before, you know the Free State Project is a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving individuals who are all moving into New Hampshire in order to get active for liberty. And so uh, a number of the detractors out there had been saying things like, huh, what about that Free State Project? Huh? You guys aren't doing anything up there. There's no success. Look at that. You couldn't even have Ron Paul win your state. What is this Free State Project all about? You guys are crap. I'm staying where I live. And that sort of was the attitude of a, of a lot of people, like, well, because Ron Paul only got 8% in New Hampshire, therefore the Free State Project is a failure. Well, that's if you buy the 8% number. 
for the purpose of the for the purposes of this discussion, we're buying the eight the eight percent number. Well, all right. Um, but these people that are complaining, what they didn't understand, number one, is that the Free State Project has only had a couple hundred people move into the move into New Hampshire. So it isn't even a completed project yet. The Free State Project has not finished. It hasn't barely even begun. So there was that point, and we made that point, I think, fairly well the day after the primary. Then, Mark? Well, if you, uh, another point is, if you listen to your detractors in this world, in this life, you'll never get anything done. Like, there's the stuff you need to do, the stuff you want to do, the things you want to accomplish in this world, and then there's some recalcitrant uh, ne'er-do-well out there. You can't do that. You know, some line-sitter who's wringing their hands over what it is that you're doing. Right. Ah, you're doing it wrong. I mean, I swear to God, if I had a job shoveling crap at a stable, somebody would come by and tell me how I'm shoveling the crap wrong. Okay, get a shovel. And shovel the crap yeah, if well, you these, want to talk about it. Right. These are people, and exactly. They're just uh, Monday morning quarterbacks. They they have their opinion. They're, uh, they're they willing weren't going to do anything for liberty anyway. Exactly. And so when we saw the uh, – there was a few posts that came out, for instance, on the Free State Project message board by people that uh, said, I'm done. This is it. This has proven that the project is an abject failure, and I'm not going to be associated with it anymore. And, oh, great. Go ahead and go away. We don't want any fair-weather activists like you here anyway, and you've already been replaced by people that are excited by what the Free State Project is doing. The people that went to the Liberty Forum this year, for instance, for the first time and got really enthousi- uh, enthusiastic about what's going on here, you've already been replaced, and you obviously were useless to begin with. Well, so, if they were members of the Free State Project, I'd give them uh, the benefit of the doubt for you know a week you know give them a week of depression after ron paul loses and then if they stick with it then you know then then they've just got a bad attitude but well it brought all the it brought the bad attitude people out of the woodwork and uh, of course while you're while you're right mark you shouldn't listen to the uh, the detractors that doesn't mean that people don't and so people inevitably kind of caught on to what the detractors were saying, and you know it might have infected them a little bit to believe that the Free State Project was somehow unsuccessful. And again, it's just total nonsense because the project has barely even begun. And even with the Free State Project in as limited as of, of a capacity as it currently is, with about 250 people that have moved into the state, we're expecting to have a thousand people in state by the end of this year. Even in its current limited capacity, New Hampshire is the top vote-getting state, percentage-wise, for the Ron Paul campaign. 8% in New Hampshire. The next state uh, in the line is New York, of all places, uh, with 7%. Michigan and Tennessee came in at 6%, and everything else was pretty much in the line of 3 to 4%. So the fact is... Uh, New Hampshire's doing the best so far. Now, of course, we're talking about primary states, not caucus states, as we mentioned before. The caucuses, Ron Paul does better because they're very limited in the uh, number of participants that they have, and therefore the Ron Paul activists are in a uh, much higher percentage of the people participating in the caucuses. So uh, it's validation of what Jason Sorens from the Free State Project had predicted, uh, and it's validation that the Free State Project was right in uh, cho- the people, the members, members of the Free State Project were right in choosing New Hampshire. Because maybe the Free State Project members had a hand in that 8%. Maybe they didn't. You know, maybe that was just the natural New Hampshireite factor. Though I think the Free Staters really did get out and do some serious campaigning for Ron Paul. I put out a bunch, I put out signs, I passed out, uh, Little uh, Slim Jims. Imagine how much better it would have been had there been ten times as many free staters here. 
Just imagine for one moment what kind of a result we could have gotten in that case. Well, we'll be able to find out soon enough as more and more people continue to move here as part of the Free State Project. So again, uh, yesterday's Super Tuesday results, as dismal as they might have seemed for Ron Paul in many of those states with 3 or 4%, what did Florida get? 3-something? Close, no, not even four. Not, I don't yeah, have it in front of me. Like that. You know, I was down there the week before the primary, and there were a lot of Ron Paul signs, so I expected him to do better. Well, a lot of people have been saying things like that. Oh, I've seen a lot of, a lot of Ron Paul signs. And as I well, said last week, uh, that doesn't mean anything. When you are an apolitical person, when you're an individual who doesn't pay attention to politics, like most Americans, I mean, most Americans are like me. They're disgusted by politics, and they don't want to have anything to do with it. You drive down the street, you see a Ron Paul sign. You've never heard that name before. It doesn't mean anything to you. It's not going to give you a reason. Just because it says hope for America, that's not going to give you reason to go and look the guy up. Who the hell's Ron Paul? And so that's what most Americans are thinking when they see those signs. They don't know. Well, you know, it's it's the best that most people can do. What, put up signs? Yeah. Oh, I, I understand that. I'm just telling you how uh, effective the signs are for the average American. They, they, not show, very. they show support, and um, hopefully it's it's the more tuned-in people that go to uh, primaries is the idea. I'm not sure that that's true, but... Well, you'd think if these people were tuned in, they'd be paying attention to the debates and would realize that Ron Paul's the only guy up there talking, uh, speaking about the truth. But no, they go and uh, in droves vote for people like John McCain or, or Rudy uh, McRomney or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> so, uh, in fact, speaking of Romney, how about that Utah, huh? 90% for, uh, for old Romney. Well, they'd go to hell if they didn't vote for him. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just, the way that, that, that's just the way that sort of thing is. And the men there want to keep all their wives. <laughs> they don't have extra wives. Yes, they I mean, do. No, they don't. That's, Some do. That's yeah. The fundamentalist ones. The do, fundamentalist yeah. ones, but they're not in. Uh, they're not in Utah. Where are they? Um, down in Arizona. Okay, whatever. Anyway, it just seems to me that uh, it, we really need to start promoting the idea of secession. I don't want these jackballs in Utah uh, imposing their religious viewpoint on me. I don't want uh, the people in California imposing their socialism on me. Why are we trying to all get along? It's clear that we have several different interest groups in this country uh, and that we shouldn't be trying to get along because all that ends up happening is we all try uh, – not, not me, but they all try to uh, – argue and fight over who can control the government and therefore who can control the rest of the interest groups in this country and it's really just insanity it needs to end 800-259-9231 you can bring up whatever you want speaking of insanity the police in florida are now swabbing people's mouths at traffic stops more on the way this is free talk live scientists have discovered a human hormone that increases people's trust in each other oxytocin and for the first time with liquid trust you can harness this power buy liquid trust now at 800-507-3718 or liquidtrustspray.com use code ftl to get free shipping this is free talk live you can bring up whatever you want toll free 800-259-9231 the SACL cai toll free line for you it is ian here with you and wayne and Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, including the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just go and click and download right there on the front page of the website. Easy to get. You don't have to jump through any hoops. There's no logging in. There's no membership fee. Just click and download for free at freetalklive.com. You can lose up to 25 pounds in just nine days without permanently changing your diet. Check out this amazing doctor-recommended product. Go to ftldiscount.com. Can read some real testimonials and find out how to order. 
That's FTLdiscount.com. 1-800-259-9231. Again, Ron Paul yesterday in Super Tuesday doing very, very well in the caucus states. And the reason, of course, is because people are more like the Ron Paul activists are more likely to show up for the caucus. Yeah, a caucus requires more time. You can uh, go and vote in your primary, be in and out in 10 minutes. But uh, from what I understand, uh, different caucuses work different ways, but you have to hang out for an hour or more. And it's interesting here that uh, that apparently Ron Paul is just not doing so well in southern states. And LouRockwell.com in the blog has been analyzing this and and writing us some some reasons as to why they think this is the case. Uh, if you look at some of the results, for instance, in Alabama, he got 2.7%, Georgia 2.9%, uh, Missouri 4.5%, Oklahoma 3.4%. So these are pretty dismal turnouts uh, in comparison to some of the results that he'd gotten in, you know, New York or in uh, in here in New Hampshire, or you know, certainly in the caucuses, like in places like Montana or or Alaska, where he's Did, done didn't very he come well. in second in Louisiana? Wasn't that the exception? It, it may have been. I don't yeah. see those numbers in front of me, but uh, just some speculation on the part of uh, Lou Rockwell's Ryan McMakin. He says, as I wrote before in greater detail, the modern southern political world is built around two things, militarism and government-subsidized agriculture, which is why the region loves John McCain and Huckabee. No region receives more taxpayer dollars from increased military spending than the South. And the relatively large dominance of agriculture over modern urban economies means that the South is a tax receiver region. The rest of us pay the taxes that flow to Dixie. Why should the region support liberty? The fact is it doesn't. In fact, uh, someone writes in to say, I was born and lived 35 years in California, but I currently work for a company in Atlanta that employs over 100 electronics technicians and engineers. I honestly can think of only four fellow employees who have not served in the military. I have not, and I can assure you that I am the one, I am one lonely libertarian. All four of the other non-military types here are also hardcore libertarians, not Hmm. surprisingly. Most of these employees... Well, there's many, many, many libertarians that come out of the military and um, absolutely there ser- are. serve in law enforcement and those kind of things. Yep, there's, there's no doubt there are some uh, very libertarian people that have come out of the military. Uh, it seems to me that the people that come out of the military are either very, very libertarian and they don't really like the time they spent in the military, and then there are those that love the military and everything that it's all about and worship the military and are anything but libertarian. Mm-hmm. Uh, But going on, he says most of these employees joined the military in hopes of escaping a miserable future in the South. Rural upbringings and little hope for escape were greater motivators than any remnant of government hatred left over from the mid-19th century conflict. Combine this blind loyalty to the Union, their commander-in-chief, so long as he's a Republican, and the sickening obsession with competitive team sports, and you have the makings of one large herd of sheep. Athletes around here are held to a different standard, and even thieves caught on videotape are worshipped if they're high school or college ball players. It's all about the team. The presence of the military bases, of course, has a similar effect here as in the Philippines or other places around the globe. Here, too, the populace prostitutes itself, one way or the other, to show its support for the bases and the bases' supposed contribution to the community. The poor showing for freedom in the South is just another glaring reason why our standing army must go. When someone who's been out of the military for ten years still refers to the president as his commander-in-chief, then you know that this person can never be trusted to do the right thing if push comes to shove. 
Uh, so just kind of an interesting viewpoint on at least someone that lives in the South, how they feel about the people they're surrounded with. And I know from living in, in Sarasota, Florida, that uh, I was just surrounded with people that were formerly from New Jersey and, and New York. You know, the big government people from Mostly New Jersey from the and Midwest. New York moving down there to uh, bring their big government ideas down South. Well, uh, yeah, everybody's, um, I'll grant you, but. Every either it's either the conservatives or the Demo, um, the liberals. They they both have big government ideas. It's yep. just you know one type or another, and uh, I I don't know. I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't seem a heck of a lot different up here to me, um, honestly. And as far as how the people think, everybody's got some great idea about how the government's working. Now. I'll tell you, um, there's I, I, I see Free State Project people here. I have a lot more people that I have in co- things in common with up here in the Free State, but we need more. Oh yeah, we definitely need more. And you know the perp- the point is here, it's clear the future of liberty does not lie down south, at least from the results in these early these primaries. Well, I don't think that the I I don't. I'm sorry to those people that want somewhere nice and warm to right. live all I'm, the time. I'm all for that, but I just the states are bigger down there, and that's really the issue. That's another problem. That's another problem. I think that's well. the largest issue. I, d- I don't think New Hampshire's that much riper for um, a libertarian movement than any other state. I mean, they they all have their problems. They all have places to go. Maybe New Hampshire's a baby step farther along the road, but it's oh, only yeah. a baby. Oh, step. Oh, there's no doubt. There's a huge challenge here in New Hampshire. If, no if doubt was, about it. If, if you could cut off, um, you know, secede from the union, some section of uh, Florida or something like that you'd have this you know you'd have you still have the same problems um, that you have in New Hampshire 1-800-259-9231 we go to your phone calls talk to Todd in Michigan Todd who is someone who recently joined the Free State Project uh, what's on your mind tonight hey what's up what's up Ian guys what's happening dude well guess what um, I was reading in the Lou Rockwell blog uh, guess how many national delegates Ron's got right now uh, 40 no, 42 and it's climbing um, um, beyond leaps and bounds. I mean, um, it's it's becoming fantastic. I mean, yeah, he did great in the caucus states. Uh, he didn't do so great in the uh, southern states. But you know, I, I I have to say I wasn't really surprised that he wasn't going to do that well in the southern states because a lot of the people in the southern states were uh, pretty much the Romney and McCain supporter states. So, um, now, what's the relevance of the 42, uh, the 42 delegates? I mean, what does that actually mean when it comes time for the convention? Well, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm the believer that the reason why they have um, has that many delegates is because um, basically those delegates just go in and they vote for Ron Paul to win for the nomination. Mm-hmm. Remember, um, the GOP is going to secure, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's like 1,191 votes yes, in order to win mm-hmm. for the GOP nomination. So if uh, if Ron gets um, that many and beating out McCain or or even Romney or even Huckabee, which I don't think is going to happen at that point, uh, but then you never know. Um, I think he could, um, it's very, very possible that he could win the GOP nomination. How, wait, now, what I don't understand about this is how is it that if, if Ron Paul's going in with 42 delegates and McCain's going in with 400 delegates, how could he possibly win? Well, I'm just saying it's possible that it could turn around. Can the I'm delegates change their mind? Can can the delegates uh, decide? No, that's all right. I'm not going to vote for John McCain. I've decided I'm going to vote for Ron Paul. Or are they locked in? They may be locked in. Uh, I don't know. At that point, it's very hard to say. But 
Uh, 42 delegates, I mean, right now at this point, really isn't all that bad. Uh, yeah, but don't the other guys have hundreds more than that? McCain's oh, got sure, 680. But anything, right. but, but anything could turn around at one point. It's possible. I'm you mean in the next few, in the uh, the upcoming votes, the uh, the re- the remaining states that still have yet to vote, you're saying it could turn around there? It could. Seems optimistic, Todd. Will, I mean, I like your optimism, but I don't know if that's actually going to be realistic. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen, but you know, but but, uh, but but let me put it this way: um, if Ron Paul doesn't get the GOP nomination and McCain gets it. Um, I, I've been saying this online to a number of groups. I've been telling them if McCain secures the nom, um, it will spell the end of the Republican Party because, uh, because let's be, let's be honest, if Hillary or Obama gets, um, gets, um, if either one of those two actually gets the nominations and they win the election, then you're going to see a lot less Republicans being elected this year and um, and then, well, what do we have then? We're I wonder what would happen at that point. Todd, thanks for the call tonight. I wonder what would happen at that point if uh, you know John McCain gets the nomination, presuming Ron Paul stays in as a, perhaps a third-party contender. What would the upset Republicans do? Would they vote for Hillary or vote for Ron Paul? This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Bring up whatever's on your mind. That's 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away. So enjoy those. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, then go shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know them. They're the world's largest Internet retailer with over 41 categories uh, for you to shop in. Lots to purchase. Great prices. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. And Free Talk Live gets a cut if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. And now you can save time and money on common legal matters. Created by top attorneys, LegalZoom.com helps you create reliable legal documents like your will or living trust in minutes. LegalZoom.com. Use the code FTL to save 10%. That's LegalZoom.com. From time to time on this show, we talk about new media and how exciting it is that uh, now... You can, within the reach of the average person, within the reach of someone with a few hundred dollars in their bank account, uh, you can create your own audio and video content, get it online, distribute it with very low distribution costs using uh, websites like YouTube, for instance, uh, and really get your message out in a way that is unprecedented in the history of the world. Uh, and it's and it's really so exciting. And normally, what we focus on is you know people doing podcasts, and we focus on people doing documentary work and and other things that that don't really involve fictional stories. Uh, but we've got a guest here that's joining us for a few moments at the end of this hour. His name is Tom Mercer, and he's the director of a fictional movie called Uncivil Liberties. You may have heard some of the advertisements running on this show uh, and on the, the network they were on over the last uh, several months. And uh, I did have the chance to finally watch the movie, Tom, and, and I have to say that considering the obviously very low budget that you are working with, you guys did a pretty amazing job. Uh, welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, thank you. Uh, yeah, we didn't have very much money. Uh, we had to make up for our lack of money with uh, creativity and uh, labor of love and volunteer help uh, and people taking deferments on their payments and giving us discounts. Uh, it has to be creative when you don't have the money. 
Now, here's what I'm curious about. And by the way, uh, we've got Wayne in the studio here who has a bit of a, a, an acting history. So you may be able to chime in on this, Wayne, uh, with, your, with your history there. But, uh, but do you mind me asking what the budget was? Sure. Uh, we had a budget when we laid out the, the plan to go forward with this project. Uh, we looked at it costing a quarter of a million dollars. That's not very much money in the feature film world. No. Nope. But we actually brought it in uh, for less than $100,000. Wow, awesome. Uh, be- by doing the kind of things I just mentioned, having volunteer help and, and having people, because they really cared about the content, uh, volunteer their time and give us deep discounts and agree to take payment later, defer their payments later. What was the purpose of, uh, of this film, Uncivil Liberties? Um, Uncivil Liberties is a clarion call to wake up the uh, people to uh, an encroachment of government on our civil liberties in the name of uh, anti-terrorism, war on terror, um, trying to make us uh, believe that we have to, in order to be more secure, we have to uh, let the government spy on us. And so it's a cautionary tale. It's about a woman who works for uh, the government, Homeland Security, who develops a tracking system um, that, very invasive, looks at everybody's uh, whereabouts and uh, looks for patterns of behavior that may be suspicious. And she goes from uh, being a true believer uh, in what she's doing, thinking it's patriotic, to having her eyes opened and uh, actually turning against the system, becoming a saboteur from within. It's interesting seeing some of the character arcs uh, in the movie, and, and one of the things I really liked was uh, one of the overall, I think, overarching messages that you had in there was that uh, that violence is is not necessarily the solution. I was really trying to make that point, absolutely, and that is something I, I personally believe. Uh, there may come a time, uh, and in anyone's life, where they have to st- they have to take an act of violence to protect themselves or those they love. And there may come a time when patriots have to rise up and uh, do violence to protect their liberties. But I'm hoping that is not the time now and that we can not kill one another for political causes, but uh, recognize the humanity that each one of us has in, inside of us. Right, because, uh, and as your, your characters pointed out in the film, the people that are in government are just that. They, they might be misled, they might be misdirected, they might be misinformed, uh, maybe a little ignorant, but they're still human beings, they're still people, and they need to, we, need to, we need to remember that uh, instead of rattling sabers uh, on the side of liberty. It reminds me of the, of the saying a few years back by Claire Wolf. She says, it's too late to work within the system, and it's too early to shoot the bastards. Yeah, we certainly... yeah, right. It, it, yep. It, we're in that time now where, and maybe, maybe we'll be able to stave off that time where we have to shoot the bastards. Uh, I, I'm hopeful. I'm ho- um, I was listening to an early part of your program where we're hopeful that um, people uh, like Ron Paul and the people who support Ron Paul, if it doesn't turn out that this is Ron Paul's year, that uh, he's building a, a movement and uh, we'll be able to uh, uh, build that out further in, in later years. Here's yeah. another uh, question from a business perspective for uh, for the, those listeners of ours who are maybe thinking of getting involved in creating liberty-oriented fiction, as you have done with Uncivil Liberties. How has the Internet affected uh, the, the way you're distributing this film, and how has it affected the, uh, the, the business plan that you have? Well, you know, uh, I don't think I've been able to do this at all without the Internet. 
we are selling the DVD through our website, and uh, that's a way that you can reach uh, a very uh, dis- dispersed, widely dispersed audience. Uh, the kind of people who would enjoy this movie aren't all living in the same town, although maybe there are a lot of them in New Hampshire, the free state, I'm not <laughs> sure. But, uh, they're, they're spread out all across the country, and we can create communities now um, that aren't geographically together but are virtually together, and that's thanks to the Internet. Uh, and a, a film like Uncivil Liberties can find its audience through communities like that. So we've gotten written up on uh, various blog sites. Uh, we've been advertising on websites. We've been advertising on GCN. So we've been able to target our message, our, our advertising message, or getting the word out about the movie to the people most likely to enjoy the film. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's that narrow casting that's now possible with mm-hmm. the Internet that uh, wouldn't be possible, at least on small budgets in the past. Tom, what would you recommend? So the internet was everything. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to let go, Wayne go with the question. Go ahead. Tom, I was going to ask you, if your original vision for this film, did it differ any by the time you finished? Did, did you kind of feel your way through it, or did you pretty much know what you wanted to say? I knew what I wanted to say, but I felt my way through uh, evolving the script as we were shooting it. We, we, we were able to uh, make this movie... Uh, well, not able to. We had to make this movie a little at a time as money became available. We would shoot for a weekend or a three-day weekend, and then several weeks would go by before we could shoot again. And so the story could keep up with the pace of times uh, unfolding of events in the wider world. Uh, when I first started, uh, it was in November of 2001 when I, I first wrote the script, and uh it was near the end of 2006 when we finished it, and over that period of time, things started to, uh, reality started to catch up with my story, and I had to evolve the story by changing lines of dialogue or um, adding scenes to kind of stay in the future where I wanted to place this uh, story. What would you recommend for uh, for maybe some young people or just people in general that yeah. might want to get involved in creating films, uh, creating fiction uh, for this movement and uh, promoting liberty? What, what would you recommend for them getting started? Uh, for a young person, I would recommend um, getting uh, learning the craft. Filmmaking is in, and in fact, uh, screenwriting uh, is really a craft, and so you learn that by apprenticing yourself to someone who knows more about it than you do. And uh, it's not, you can learn by going to school, but you don't have to. And I, I think to uh, start out, find people who are making films in your area, and even if they're industrial or commercial films, just uh, get involved with them, even as a volunteer, if you need to do it that way, to learn what the craft is all about and how it's done. And, of course, doing uh, that can also get you in touch with, uh, you know, once you meet people that are in the business, uh, you'll ine- in- inevitably end up meeting more people, and uh, it could open some doors to some uh, some production opportunities into the future and to uh, to continue mm-hmm. your career. Tom Mercer, the uh, director and one of the producers of Uncivil Liberties, thank you for coming on the show tonight, sir. Hey, thanks for having me. And I presume you're going to continue on doing work like this into the future? Absolutely. Uh, if I can uh, make back the money for the investors in this film, I'm making another one. Very Tell good. me where I can audition. Thanks for the call. Uh, hey, yes. 
Well, well I'm sure you can do it through his website at uncivilliberties.com. Thanks for the call tonight and uh, and appearing on the show. More on the way. Hour two's coming up. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. We have a big new advertiser for Valentine's Day. Please, before you buy flowers or candy this year, consider pajamagram.com. The pajamas or lingerie come in a beautiful hat box with a lavender sachet, a gift card, and a do not disturb sign. She'll love it for years. Pajamagram.com. And please, tell them you heard about it at Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The feature's there. We give away, so do enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Still to come, the story out of Florida, and it could be your town. It could be your town. It could be your state. Uh, where police officers are swabbing people's mouths when they pull them over for traffic violations. We'll give you that de- uh, that detail here in a bit. But first, we go to your phone calls. Mark in Georgia is on the line. Mark, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, how Mark. are you? What's on your mind tonight? Hear me? Sir? We got you. Oh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I heard about this uh, civil and criminal uh, class action lawsuit, and I definitely... I want to. I'm not really 100% sure. I'm going to consult with a friend of mine that's an attorney about what do I need to do, or do I need to basically file some papers in a court of law? I don't even know what you're talking about. What lawsuit are you referring to? Uh, I know that Ted Gunderson has gathered evidence that shows that there has been systematic collusion to marginalize Ron Paul. But I, you know, uh, you've not heard about this lawsuit. I have not. No. Who are they oh, suing? It's a criminal and uh, civil class action suit saying that Ron Paul has been systematically marginalized by the establishment. Uh, and it basically lists us. Uh, tell you what, what's your email address? I'll shoot you an email of the uh, content of this. Uh, you well, know, you, you can email me at ian at freetalklive.com, but I, I'm curious. I mean, what are they? They're suing who? Fox? Uh, well, actually, let's see. Um, I'd have to. Uh, actually, they're suing a lot of people. I mean, it's the, it, it's pretty much, by and large, most pretty much all the major players in the Rupert Murdoch, Ted Turner, a long. If long I were a judge, people. let me say this. I mean, I'm as upset as anybody else about you know these uh, na- major networks, these uh, mainstream media sources not covering Ron Paul or, or certainly uh, giving him well, a diminished amount of him. coverage. Hang on now. I'm as upset as anybody else, but uh, it doesn't seem to me that you've got a case. Uh, there's no, they don't have a responsibility to provide each candidate with equal coverage. It might be nice if they did that, but they have no obligation. No. You don't have a contract with them. There are no, there's in no way a well, violation of an agreement here so what what are they going to stand on with this lawsuit well it is a violation of antitrust suit that if they're working in collusion and uh it's just basically uh let me get that email address again all right it's ian at freetalklive.com i'm not going to read a big old uh you know long email so if it's it's Um, long i'm probably just going to you know archive it and and move on because i get a bunch of emails it's 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 a bit of text, but it basically yeah. goes through and lists a set of defendants and and says these people are basically we look at how the media has systematically disinformed the people. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I hear people like Limbaugh and Hannah Twerp and all of them, and the one thing they say about Ron Paul is, "quote He doesn't have a chance." It's like, yeah, if it depends on big money and 
the thing is, freedom of the press does not mean the freedom of the press to disinform the people. No, it, it means no. You can say what you want. It's the press. You no, can no, no, no. write what it's you want about who you want. Press. It's your paper. It's your TV station. It's your no, radio no, no. station. You can do okay. what you want with it. Okay. Now, obviously, slander and libel are not in the purview of the freedom of the press. That much right? is true. Okay. So it claims is, the government. Yes. The antitrust suits when when people when groups firms work together in collusion. This is called a cartel. Effectively, it, it does the same thing as a monopoly. It, it hinders the, the interest of the people by uh, not giving them the services that competitive capitalism... So what's the claim that have. they... Okay, I understand where you're coming from on that. What are they claiming they have as far as evidence that proves that MSNBC is colluding with Fox News, for instance? Is colluding well, with ABC or whatever? Matter, like I say, um, I... I Unfortunately, I don't have my laptop turned on right now, so it, like I said... I mean, what do they have, a memo? I mean, what could you possibly have that proves well, that beyond a shadow of a doubt? Well, beyond it's beyond a shadow of a doubt that if, that if the media were about stated goals, getting ratings for electronic media subscriptions and, um, how do you say, uh, newsstand sales or printed materials, then... It would be clear that the best way to do that would be blowing the lid wide open on what they are systematically covering up. I what, mean, what is uh, it you're looking for out of this lawsuit? Are you looking to make them behave? Are you looking for cash payment? What do you want from well, these people? I'm looking for them to uh, basically have play with a le- more level playing field that they they cannot rightly withhold needful information from the people about. Say, for example, the hidden in plain sight agenda of the Council for Foreign Relations. And they know that all of the candidates, all of the establishment candidates, are at least CFR. You know as well as I do that Hillary is Bilderberg, but they keep that information from the people. But they don't have an obligation to give it to you. Yes, they do. No, they they don't. And you're going to find that out in your courtroom after you've spent thousands of dollars trying to, uh, you know, however much money this lawsuit's going to cost you. Your lawsuit's going to crash and burn, my friend. Well, it's not. It's not just me. Uh, Whoever it is, they're going to lose their butts. Because if I were the judge, I'd throw it right out of court. And look, what do you think you're doing? I mean, you're going to use the power of the government, this big, uh, you know, this this weapon, this dangerous government. You're going to. You think you can use the power of the state to rein in these uh, these businesses, these media companies? That's not going to happen. Well, I grant you that there is a concern that the judiciary is every bit in lockstep with the establishment as everything else. I grant you that it is a concern. But I'm not talking about me personally. I'm talking about people working together to say, let's look at the evidence, and here they are. They're giving a disproportionate amount of time to their pets and a minute amount of time. And it's not just that. It is that um, basically they are... Um, like I say, the thing is that at some level or another, there is, you know, they may be picking uh, people in the media, you know, for anchormen and like that, based on their compliance with their wicked agenda. The way that that doesn't explain John Stossel. John Stossel is a is a dyed in the wool libertarian, and he's the uh, the the anchor of 2020 on ABC News. How do you explain that well, one? Does, does he, okay, does he does he bring the light about the CFR? 
I would not talk about the CFR. I mean, I don't know anything about the CFR. All I know okay. is what okay. people that call in and they claim, well, so-and-so is a member of the CFR and they want to control the world. Okay. It's not my obligation on this radio show to talk about that crap. I want to talk about things that are entertaining to people so people will continue listening through the next commercial break. Mildly in his defense, Ian, though, I must say that the John Stossel interview with Ron Paul was not aired. Uh, it was only shown on the Internet. Well, that's true. I mean, certainly there are some right. questionable decisions being made by a number of these right. media companies, but I think that you guys are uh, you're right. wasting your time here. I, I don't think they're colluding as much as they just don't believe that he can do it. Hello? Mark? Hey. Hello? You know, hey, at, we're the, here. at the very worst, guys, I think that uh, right. Ron Paul is right. basically exposing these so-called conservatives in the media as frauds. That's the best possible thing that can happen here. Yeah, I think what people... Well, you know, Mark, I, I, I share well, your concerns. I understand... Right. May, I'm sorry? May, uh, may I point to a resource that I'd like to make available to you? It's called The Shadows of Power by a man named Perloff. It's available through the John Birch Society. Their documents, their own documents, not other people's documents, not what other people have written about the CFR, show that basically their agenda is to basically sell this country down the river to a one-world government. Okay? Now, the thing is... And that's fine, that's, okay? We know there are people out there fine. in search of power, Mark. We know that. The reason, the reason it's, it's, you know what, talking about all these clubs that the politicians are members of is boring to me, and thank you for the club. call. 800-259-9231. I don't care if they're in the Bilderbergers or the CFR or the Trilateral Commission or the Illuminati or the Skull and Bones or the blah, 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 the blah, whatever. It's important the, to some people, and, you know, I can see why they consider it important. I totally do. I, I just don't think that the average American is, uh, you know, on board or interested. Not at all. And, you know, I, I, I understand where he's coming from, and I, and, I, and I agree with the sentiment, the idea that it sure would be nice if Fox News or MSNBC or these other companies would give Ron Paul the equal coverage, uh, at least equal coverage, that they give the other candidates, but they don't. And to think that you're going to solve the problem by going to court and bringing a lawsuit against these people with these, uh, you know, claims of collusion, it's just fantasy. Your lawsuit's going to get thrown out. You're going to be out whatever thousands of dollars you spent on the lawyer. You'd been better off doing something else with that money. We can talk about what here in a moment and how fueled this is. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so do enjoy those on us, including the bulletin board system. Get interactive with over 300,000 posts, serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all being discussed for free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Your mattress was likely manufactured using all kinds of disturbing chemicals. Does that bother you? It bothers some scientists, especially in the case of young children. Savvy Rest mattresses are made of 100% natural latex rubber, organic wool, and organic cotton. Try their crib mattresses, too. SavvyRest.com. For the sleep you've been dreaming of, that's SavvyRest.com. Uh, before we go on here, I want to continue analyzing this uh, last caller's concept, his idea of, which apparently is being supported by a number of people, uh, the idea of suing the major media because they aren't covering Ron Paul as much as you might like them to cover Ron Paul. And I understand the sentiment and agree with the sentiment. I think Ron Paul should get more coverage. 
He's a candidate for president. He's qualified on all 50 state ballots. He should be covered as much as any of the other guys. We all know that's not happening. We know that there are probably various different reasons for it. One and of he's, those, he has been covered more than any other pro-liberty candidate ever. Ever. Absolutely. Ever. Uh, so, you know, one of the reasons he's not being covered is probably the fact that many of these people running these organizations are anti-liberty. And they want to cover up that message, okay? So there's certainly the... the uh, there's certainly the fact out there that people who are in charge of media outlets do have some say and some sway over what those media outlets cover. Okay, I've accepted that fact, and I've moved on, and I've started my own radio show. I've started my own radio show to cover the things that I think are important to be talking about. But what do these people do? They want to go, and they want to use the power of the government to somehow control the mainstream media. And how absurd is that? I mean, let's look at this, the possibilities for this lawsuit. Uh, it's certainly not a criminal lawsuit, because there's no laws be, uh, that are being broken. Antitrust laws, it's, according to uh, the caller. Well, okay. What are they going to do? Break up Fox News? I mean, what's the end goal here? What are they looking to do? You're I not going to get a cash payment out of them. If anybody's going to pay anything, it's the government's going to say, well, you have violated the antitrust laws. Now you, know, now you owe us $7 million. And then, you know, Fox and MSNBC will shell out the $7 million. Okay, here you go. And, of course, that'll go into the government coffers. It's not going to go to the people that filed the lawsuit. So what is the end game here? What do you expect to accomplish out of suing Fox and the, the rest of those media companies? I can't see much happening with it. Um, force, to, force Fox to break up into a radio and television division? I mean, what are you going to do? As it is, the mainstream media is losing market share all the time. The newspapers are dying. Mm-hmm. The television stations are dying. You know, the, the new media is, is the wave of the future. People it, are it, voting with their eyes and ears. Yes, and they have more information, and, and they're not being spoon-fed as much as they were 10 or 20 years ago. So this is the beginning of, of a larger trend. So... Uh, you know, right now we we may not be happy with what's happening with the Ron Paul campaign, but it is paving the way for other campaigns similar to his in the future where you'll yeah. have more momentum and more critical mass. Absolutely. And instead of spending your time organizing some pointless, fruitless lawsuit uh, to utilize the guns of government to get your way over the mainstream media companies, maybe you should focus your uh, your efforts on supporting the media that you agree with. Because there are options out there, and that guy was talking all about his CFR and trilateral commission and all that stuff, the little clubs that these sickos in the, in the power structures like to join together with uh, one another in. And there are plenty of shows that talk about that stuff. There are plenty of them out there. Go ahead and listen to them and give them your money. And then maybe they can grow their shows. So I can tell you, if I was a program director at a radio station, I wouldn't put those shows on my air. Maybe overnights. Maybe overnights. You know, somebody like an Alex Jones, I'd put him on maybe from 2 to 5 a.m. or 1 to 3 a.m., something like that. You know, if if the other station in town had Art Bell, for instance, I, I might do something like that. But that stuff is never going to go uh, to the mainstream because, as you said before, Mark, it's just not interesting. Oh, look, so-and-so's well, in a club with another politician. Of the um, guys out there that do it, uh, I, I've, look, I've never really listened to Alex Jones' show thoroughly, and, and it certainly has been some time since I have. But uh, his website's better than the rest of them, and, and yeah. so I think he's probably the most interesting of them. And I can see why you would want to put him on. There's not much on overnights, so if you can, you have to have some kind of competition to Art Bell if if you're the second radio t- station in town. But uh, 
you know, if you're programming a radio station, what you want is what people want to listen to. And what people want to listen to, to some extent, I mean, maybe this is what they're being told to listen to and what they're being forced to listen to because that's all that's on the radio. But to some extent, they want to listen to Rush Limbaugh. They want to listen to Sean Hannity. Uh, If you have Rush Limbaugh on the radio versus Dr. Joy Brown, both of them are live and both of them are national level hosts. If you have them on the radio, I can tell you in every single town everywhere, more people are listening to Rush Limbaugh than they are to Dr. Joy Brown. And Dr. Joy Brown is telling them things that are probably truer and more relevant to their lives. <laughs> I bet more women are listening to Dr. Joy. Maybe. Yeah. You know, the most trouble, troubling thing about all this is that they're talking now about reinstating the so-called fairness doctrine, which is a total sham, mm. uh, because then you have to change the formatting of your show. Call in shows like this would almost be impossible to do because then you'd have to have somebody uh, view the other the other political point of view, and we're not really in the... How do you define that for us, though? I mean, what well, is yeah. the That's other That's the thing. Is we don't know. Uh, the fairness doctrine is going to be bad. I'll give you that. And at this point, we don't know how they'll reinstate it. Um, mostly the, the fairness doctrine um, had to do with radio stations and their licenses, not so much to do with the shows. So it, Free Talk Live might very well benefit from uh, a, rein, a reinstatement of the old fairness policy simply because we are a libertarian show, and they would have to give some kind of time to libertarian viewpoint. I thought it was only if you had a, a candidate in that you had to have the other candidates on. Uh, but it, it wasn't wasn't that it was more than that. Huh? Th- th- that's not what I've been told. But the thing is is I really what didn't live through this. So right. And I, it's going to be different. You. I mean, they're not going to bring it back in its old right. form. It'll and, be different. And I would imagine that if the Democrats were going to um, bring it back, they're going to bring it back in some way that hurts you know, Rush Limbaugh. They mm-hmm. they feel that yeah. uh, the reason that they lost, and to some extent I, I would agree in the 90s, that the reason they lost uh, power was because of Rush Limbaugh. All right, let's continue with your phone calls here and talk to Matthew in California. Matthew, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, good to talk to you guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I wanted to gripe about some Ron Paul activists. Unfortunately, I'm a Ron Paul supporter, mm-hmm. but I think that some of the activists, have chosen the wrong place to bring activism. Why is that? Well, I play a game called World of Warcraft, a mm-hmm. very popular game, and I, like many people, play it to kind of unplug, get away from, you know, politics, office, all that stuff. And a large number of Ron Paul supporters have bombarded a particular server that me and some friends of mine play on and have just been running around like crazy doing all the Ron Paul stuff, I wouldn't mind it so much if it wasn't that this was my escape away from all that stuff. And Mm. it seems like a fairly universal sentiment that we don't disagree or agree with you. It's just this is the wrong place to do it. We get, we play this game, we pay our money to get away from all the real world stuff because, Mm. you know, you're playing a orc killing a dragon. You ain't going to find that in real life. Right. And it's kind of the whole point of it is an escape and having so many of these guys in there bringing in this, you know, very hot-button political issue. So it's really in your face. Are there other candidates that are being promoted or is it just Ron Paul? It's pretty much just Ron Paul. Interesting. And, uh, well... I don't know what to tell you, my man. It'll be over after November, I suppose. <laughs> uh, but uh, until then, perhaps all you can do is just plead with them to uh, to leave you alone. There you go from a Ron Paul supporter. Matthew, thanks for the call. Uh, he says lay off the online video game promotions. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show, and you can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those, including the wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Go and get interactive, wiki.freetalklive.com. That's wiki.freetalklive.com. It's SACL CAI. As a full-orbed approach to account recovery, it's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful, they record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL, C-A-I. We continue with your phone calls. We'll talk to Gene, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, I'm on a headset. I hope you can hear me all right. Sounds all right. What's on your mind tonight? Um, I want to talk about Ron Paul. But first, yesterday I was going down the freeway with my wife behind me. We were trying to outrun that tornado, and the darn thing crossed right in front of me on the freeway. That was wow. scary. That was mighty scary. And I, I don't want to get that close to a tornado again. Mm. But uh, if anybody really wants to know more, they can rent the movie Twister. But I, I called to talk about Ron Paul. Yeah. A bigger tornado. All right. Um, I told you that uh, my niece uh, and my sister-in-law were going to go to the caucuses in Minnesota, and you notice that Ron Paul did pretty well in Minnesota. Yeah, he did. He did. I take credit for it. No, oh, congrats. Paul. Thank, thank you for all your hard work, Gene. <laughs> but I, I didn't realize how much impact I had had on these guys because my brother went with my sister-in-law to the caucuses, and they both became delegates. And I think that is just amazing, because my brother doesn't even want to go out and vote, much less become a delegate for anybody. That's amazing. That is and, pretty amazing. And this is why I say this Ron Paul phenomenon is a movement. It's a virus. It's going viral, because... Uh, People that learn about Ron Paul just go crazy. They go ape over this guy. Well, it's like and that it's last guy really that the... called in uh, was complaining. He was a Ron Paul supporter, but he was complaining because there was so much Ron Paul activity in this online world, uh, the world of Warcraft. And, you know, that's, that's a good sign in that he's so popular, people are uh, getting into online games and promoting Ron Paul, but at the same time, it is turning some people off. Yeah, and, and you know, it's not so much the man. It is the man because he... He is uh, a man of integrity and honesty, which is extremely unusual. But it's more the ideas of freedom and liberty that are catching on. And that, so even if Ron Paul were to uh, disappear, somebody would have to pick up the, the baton and run with it. So it's, it is important. I mean, Ron Paul's a, a very important figurehead because of the man that he is. You're not going to find too many men like him. But the ideas are that he promotes are the things that are getting people excited. And I'm just surprised that uh, uh, I got two family members who are delegates in Minnesota, and one of them, my brother, is just so uh, unlikely to get involved in anything political. Very it's cool, Gene. Thanks for the update tonight, and thanks for the call, as always. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 
people are getting excited. And Gene's right. It is the ideas that are powerful. Ron Paul, darn good guy. You know, he's a pretty good speaker, but he's not the best communicator. He's not the, you know, he's not the ideal candidate, but he's he's, not Ronald Reagan. He's getting the job done. But you know something where he was smart was he actually infiltrated the Republican Party. That's where, Ron Paul. Yeah, and that's why he's gotten so much traction in this election, because he's a Republican and he's he's viewed as viable by a greater percentage of the people compared to the Libertarian candidate. Right, which is going to be interesting to see what happens uh, if Ron Paul does accept the Libertarian Party's nomination come this summer, uh, because the, the, the Republican contest is going to be pretty much wrapped up by the summertime, right? Yeah, and then the Republicans are going to blame Ron Paul for Hillary or Obama becoming president. Yeah, they will. Uh, but I, I would love to see what the response is going to be if Ron Paul gets involved as a libertarian candidate or some sort of third-party independent candidate and see if they continue to ignore him, even though he'll continue to inevitably get a bunch of contributions and probably be the best-funded libertarian candidate of all time. Uh, so that should be kind of an interesting dynamic to take a look at as we continue into the future. And we continue with your phone calls. It's Dave in Montana listening on KGEZ. Hey, Dave. Hey, yo, longer free talk. Uh, hey. <laughs> hey, Dave. Exfoliate the uh, Republican Party, man. Ron Paulers, infiltrate and vote out them uh, them delegates, man, them, them uh, old party hack delegates. That's what we're going to have to do, like the guy says. We infiltrate them and vote them out and uh, get rid of these old old hacks and introduce them to real freedom because the Republicans today showed they couldn't even recognize freedom if it looked them in the face. They're not interested in it. Well, if anything, Ron Paul is a bit of a proof of concept for the Republican Liberty Caucus. They've certainly done better with those. stands for everything they they have a platform on, whatever. And uh, the guy that was mad at the media, he should be mad at Ron Paul's uh, campaign manager. I think Ron Paul should have went national with a half-hour show or something and say hello i'm ron paul and uh this is what i i agree want, you know this is what i stand for yeah, but buying a half an hour of time it well, from I, the media it doesn't have to necessarily be a half an hour but i think that there's uh i have a real problem with the media company that the ron paul campaign hired and their choice to buy a bunch of radio ads rather no, than they, buying they did it totally ads. wrong which makes me think that maybe he's in on it man you know every you can't trust nobody <laughs> no more man and and if he don't stand up for himself, how is he going to stand up for us? That's what I say. He you should have stood up. You uh, think about Ron Paul? Yeah. Well, I mean, he may not. I he's kinda, no expert. I think he kind of let us down. He He's a nice guy. He wants to be gentleman. All right. What do you, you expect know, from you him, got, Dave? You he's, stand he's, up. he's a doctor. I mean, he's not a media expert. I mean, if he was being led well, down the wrong road. President, he wants to be president, and he wants to stand up for the Constitution. The Constitution's been pushed down, tied down, did everything to. It's going to take a little strength to stand it up again, you know? I see where you're coming from. Dave, maybe you can be the next candidate for president. Hey, by the way, congratulations <laughs> to Montanans uh, for getting, what, 25% of their voters? Yeah, he came in second up here, but uh, I think it was because of a lot of the old party hacks. They they just can't see freedom, and, and they're old, and and they're living <laughs> in the past. And, there you and, go. And, the good and, news is they're going to die sooner gonna than you. And we're going to exfoliate you old skin flint because <laughs> we're going to show you what the real Republican Party stands for. Dave, Thanks for Dave's the call, taking Dave. a pumice stone to the Republican <laughs> Party. <laughs>
<laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. Shine it up. 1-800-259-9231. Now, Mark, what in the hell are you doing talking about TV as being a better advertising option than radio on our airwaves? I'm what not... are you trying to do, alienate our advertisers? All right, all of our Free Talk Live advertisers, what the hell were you thinking buying radio? What are you doing? I'm telling you that uh, the different types of advertising are for different things. Um, I think in a political campaign, when you're trying to... Uh, convert someone from you know one Republican to another, like Mitt Romney, John McCain, perhaps Huckabee, they should be out there buying radio ads because you're trying to get people on board. Ron Paul, he needs to let people know he's serious. And the way that people uh, re- believe that a candidate's serious seems to be television um for some reason when they get when you get both the pictures and the sound together people it, it, it's more legitimate to people and that's television's going to legitimize ron paul's campaign uh, or would have legitimized uh, ron paul's campaign more so than radio would have that's my belief um so you're saying can, they should have bought no radio ads I, I i think that uh early on in the campaign they should have been buying more television than radio um and and i would have invested my money in television where would you have bought on TV? I don't know enough about the uh, television industry to be able to tell you how. You know about or... the audiences. I mean, you know MTVs, young people. You know Comedy Central, uh, young people. You know that uh, CNN, Fox News, old people, uh, politically motivated people. I would be, um, yeah, I, I would have looked at uh, the cable news channels, that kind of thing. The people that uh, are more interested in the news, and uh, I would be looking at adults. You don't have to tell kids that Ron Paul's legitimate. They are on the Internet. They know it. Um, that you have to tell the people that, that that aren't on the internet. And if they had uh, done a bunch of advertising on TV and he gotten the same results, you wouldn't have ever really known, would you? No, there's no way to. Uh, you know, I'm I'm only Monday morning quarterbacking it, right. but I am telling you as as you know somebody who's worked in the advertising industry quite quite a few years. That's what I believe. More on the way. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop at our store. Go to store.freetalklive.com. You can grab yourself some great Free Talk Live branded merchandise like T-shirts, hats, hoodies, and a variety of colors and options. Uh, we also have some other products like the DVD Classic Archive Collector Sets, Free Marketeer Logo Apparel, and more. Uh, plus, you can learn how to get a free copy of Barry Cooper's Never Get Busted DVD with your order all there at store.freetalklive.com. Again, store.freetalklive.com. We are talking about uh Radio advertising versus TV advertising for the Ron Paul campaign. Uh, Mark, you were saying it was a mistake for them to buy as much radio as they did. Mm -hmm. I find that uh, unfortunate that you as a radio salesperson are making that admonition, but Wayne had something he wanted to to add into this conversation. Yeah, I think that a segment of the population does not know about YouTube. They don't use YouTube. They may have heard it on TV. They don't know what it is. And, And the thing that sells people on Ron Paul quickly is to see him speak, to actually look in his eyes and see him in person. Uh, and, and TV can do that. TV can simulate the, the YouTube experience. And then the radio ads reinforce all the things that he's for, because I've listened to a lot of the Ron Paul ads, and they, they basically hammer a bunch of points away at the audience, and then at the very end it says, and this is Ron Paul, and I approve this message. Well, big deal. If you don't know Ron Paul and you hear those things, you think, ah, another politician. But when you see Ron Paul on television, 
and, and you, you just you can get him quicker and, and you can be converted quicker. So I think that more TV should have been bought, but radio definitely has a role there too. You know, and another thing that you've got to realize, Ian, is that everybody's product is different. Ron Paul's a product um, in this election, and everyone's product's different, and every ad venue works, and each of them works differently for every product. Mm -hmm. Um, Radio is, is at its very core, the very best ad venue for branding. If you want to get people, um, you know, to to decide that Michelin's the best tire, that Coca-Cola is the the drink they want to drink. That CAI is the best collections company. Right. Right. Or that AdamEve.com is the best place to get your uh, marital aids. Whatever. (laughs) Um, Radio's the best for that. When... You know, when radio, by the way, penetrates over 95% of the American population, by the way. Meaning that 95% of the people have uh, radio or listen, listen to radio during the week. Right. Some Cable point. television only, I think, only has about 70% at this point. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. But of that 70%, how many cable channels are there? In some cases, 200. Yeah. So it's dil- far more diluted than radio that's is true. also. In, most, uh, in a lot of metros, you're talking about a few radio stations um, for each given demographic. Right. Um, I, you know, I like radio as an ad venue. Obviously, I've been selling it for a long time. Um, I just think that in this particular instance, that that's where my money would have been. Um, you know, and when an, the, the thing of the thing about Good. I just it, wanted to give being, you a chance to defend radio. And being I'm glad a, you finally have an ad, <laughs> a, a radio ad salesperson, I believe I can sell better simply because I tell people what I think as far as an advertising expert goes. Many people don't know these things. Um, if you've got a pizza joint, maybe the best place for you to advertise is in the uh, the, the cheerleader's calendar at the local high school or mm-hmm. something. You never know. Each ad venue works. It depends on the price. Radio's price is per person far lower than uh, you know most major media uh, that people have an, uh, options of out there. So it works for branding where you say the, the, the message over and over again. It works for direct response where you say, buy now and get this special offer. Or we're hiring. Right. And it, Ron, Ron Paul comes across very well on camera. You can, uh, he, he comes across as an honest, sincere man. And, and when you see him compared to the other politicians available on camera, it's not hard to uh, see how he stands out. But it's easier to see that on, on camera than it is on the radio. Very good. That takes the discussion a little bit further, which is what I wanted to hear. I didn't realize uh, I was going to be defending radio. Well, yeah, yeah <laughs> absolutely. Uh, it's important that people understand how powerful this medium can be, and uh, it's it's different. If they're from listening television. right now, they do realize right. how uh, powerful it is because you know it's motivating them in some way or another. Whether it's uh, you know voting, vote, motivating them to vote for Ron Paul, or whether it's motivating them to you know stick in the car a little bit longer to listen, or or whatever. Radio, radio is more personal than television. It goes on in one's head. Yeah. Um, you know, when you're uh, when you're dealing with the the CNN broadcasters out there, people don't talk the TV nearly as much as they talk to the radio. And Rush Limbaugh's on. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of the airwaves. I guess it's good, Mark, that you were you were claiming that in the instance of Ron Paul or in the instance of political campaign and that uh, what what Ron Paul's trying to do, that TV was uh, was a better choice in that case. I guess shows that you're kind of an honest sales guy, huh? Uh, honest-ish. <laughs> we continue with your phone calls. Talk to Mike in Illinois. You're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how's it going? Hey, great. What's on your mind? Okay, I was just I was called in for one thing, and then I was listening to the conversation, and I decided to change what I was going to talk about. All right, sure. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I have to agree with Mark to a point about the uh, uh, TV ads uh, having more of an effect simply because uh, more 
I think, well, you think about it. When people get off work, they go home, what do they do? Most Americans. Uh, they sit down, crack open a beer, or light up a joint and watch some TV. Right. So that's that's where you're going to hit the most people. That's true. Though I so. must say, if you're going to do TV ads, you better put some serious money into the production budget. That, that was my next point. Yeah, that's where I partially, that's when I said I partially agree with him. I mean, I just don't know if he would have had the money to do like a Ross Perot thing, you know. It just, it's going to take somebody uh, with Ross Perot's kind of money to, we need a candidate like Ron Paul with the money, his own money to spend on those kind of ads because it's just, uh, I mean, I'm not counting him out completely yet. I mean, I know he's not going to get the Republican nomination, but he can always run independent. Sure, mm-hmm. sure he could. And that could possibly get him some more media attention just by default, you know. Well, the libertarians have been waiting for Jesus for a long time. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Jesus is going to have a billion dollars, and he's going to be a, uh, a principled libertarian. Right. But, but I, his, I, his point about the quality is, is absolutely dead on. I mean, Mark, you were saying earlier we had uh, the guy, the, the, the director, uh, Tom Mercer of Uncivil Liberties on the show, and afterwards, off the air, you were telling me, well, you tried watching the movie, and it was just so uh, it was so low budget, you couldn't watch it. I have a low uh, tolerance for that stuff. And it is. It is a low, low budget movie with not the greatest acting at all. And the reason I had Tom on the show wasn't as much to promote his movie as to promote the idea that, you know, you can promote liberty in fiction and, and you know, talk about new media and how it's affecting distribution. Uh, and, he, and he definitely deserves credit for going out there, putting his money on the line and, mm-hmm. and doing something which technically... It was technically proficient. The directing was good. The acting left something to be desired, and the budget obviously left something to be desired. So if you're going to be doing a, a political campaign, you've got to make sure you put a if, – if you're going to be do, doing tev- television advertising, those ads have to be slick. They have to be well-produced because otherwise you're going to look like a joke. Oh, I think that's true with radio too. You, you should have a good – Yeah, but you don't have to spend a whole lot to get a good no, radio ad. You can, get, you can, you can spend a little and get a good radio ad. You, can, you have to spend a lot to get a good television ad. Hey, Mike, yeah. any other thoughts? Uh, just one other thought. What do you guys think about, okay, because uh, I was on the, they have an actual Ron Paul forum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where people get in and talk about, you know, uh, stuff. They'll, they'll put up a, they'll put up a post about, well, if it's not going to be Ron Paul, let's all vow to vote for McCain, you know, yeah. to keep power out of the, <laughs> and what I tried explaining there was it's not going to make a dime's worth of difference. Whether it's Obama, Hillary, Mitt Romney, or McCain, it's not going to matter. You know, we're still going to be in Iraq. We're still going to be all over the world spending gazillions of dollars on other countries' defense and, you know, supposedly turning them into democracies, which is never going to happen. So it doesn't really matter. So the way I see it, if you're going to vote for one of them, vote for the worst one. Why is that? Because. I, I I don't I haven't really thought this out completely yet, but it seems to me we're going down a road that's almost it seems impossible to reverse. So you're saying accelerate that process so we can hit rock bottom sooner rather than later. Right, hit rock uh, bottom. It's and an maybe, interesting viewpoint. Well, uh, I'd, maybe, I'd say yeah, the worst maybe. there is McCain. <laughs> well, yeah, well, I don't know. I don't I'm know. like I'm uh, with you, you Mike. Think... I say they're all equally bad. Thanks for the call tonight, dude. Yep. We appreciate it. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. In fact, I was uh, embarrassed or another 
conversation that went on during a break on the show is, Mark, you were actually advocating voting for Hillary Clinton. Over, you were embarrassed? Yeah, I was embarrassed to sit <laughs> in the Apparently, same room Apparently, I'm with not you. a good Ian Ackleyde. No, you're somebody. No, you're somebody who has, I have heard on these airwaves, argue against the wa- wasted vote syndrome, and you're now being infected by it. You said, if I understand you, if I understood you correctly, is if Ron Paul was not in the race or was running as a libertarian, that you would actually consider voting for Hillary Clinton over, over John I said, McCain. between Hillary and John McCain, I would vote for Hillary. Simply because I I thought you said you'd vote for Hillary even if Ron Paul was as, uh, running as a libertarian. No, no. If Ron Paul wasn't in, in the race, period, then you know I'd have to look at what the options were. Was the next thing that I said after you started you've got the libertarian, screaming and your eyes were bugging whoever out. The, whoever <laughs> the libertarian is, you've got the libertarian, Ron Paul, or excuse me, you've got the libertarian, McCain, and Clinton. You would consider voting for Clinton? What's my libertarian look like? I don't know who this fictitious libertarian Someone candidate is. Someone who's sworn the oath to the libertarian party and uh, will not initiate force. You know, after the, uh, what, 700,000 votes showing for Badnarik in 2004, I mean, i got to wonder about that, uh, you know, to some extent about wasted votes. So you're, you're infected. That's what I thought. More on the way. Hour three's coming up. Sad, Mark. You should know better. Shame on you. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com, the place to go. We give away the website, so enjoy all that for free at freetalklive.com. We roll right into your phone calls. Still to come, uh, the story about the police in Florida swabbing people's mouths at traffic stops. Uh, but first, we go to Daniel in Kalispell, listening on KGEZ. Hey, Daniel. Daniel, listening on KGEZ going once. Daniel, yep. KGEZ going twice. Let's yep, try. This is Daniel Guzman. Daniel, what's on your mind? Oh, not a whole lot. I, uh, I'm from the state of Oregon, and I'm up in Kalispell, Montana. Uh, like I was telling the guy that picked up the phone, uh, I've never, I've never really cared to vote before. But since I've been here, I've heard the radio station. I've heard uh, what Ron Paul's got to say. Um, what people I've been talking about uh, advertising on, over the radio or, or over the TV. And if I wouldn't have heard it on the radio, I, ne- I never would have known. But uh, I'm going to go back to the state of Oregon and tell what pe- tell people about this Ron Paul guy. Uh, I'm, I'm for everything he says. I I I believe in you know what what he says and what he's you know talking about. Uh, it's it's had a big impact on me since I've been here. Cool. Um, you know, I um, I've never voted before in my life. Never cared to, but uh, for the rights and what he believes in, I'm gonna I, I, I will. Was there one thing in particular, Daniel, that really swayed you to uh, to wanting to vote for Ron Paul? Well, I watched a couple shows. I'm I'm visiting a friend up here, really good one, uh, an old boss of mine, and uh, he he took me took me in his house and said, "Here, watch a couple of these shows." I I watched it when people asked him a question. He, he didn't, you know, put his tail between his legs and, you know, stand back and didn't know what to say. He he got right to the point. He answered the question, and I mean, he, he didn't like most people. You you ask them a question, you know, in Senate, state, whatever, and they try to BS their way around the question, not answer the question right off the bat. Yeah. This guy, he he gets right out with it. He has an answer for everything, and if and if this guy can represent the, the nation for 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 the people, the workers, the uh, you know, farmers, whoever. Whatnot, uh, I think that he's the man for the job. 
I think that he will he will take care of what needs to be done. Very good, Daniel. Thank you. I, I don't see a Bill Clinton. I don't see a George Bush. I don't see a. I don't know much about Hillary Clinton, but from what I hear and what I've seen, uh, I, I, I'd vote for Ron Paul any day. Absolutely, and I'm going to exactly. go back to Oregon and tell all my family and all my friends, "This is the guy. This is the guy that's going to do something. Fantastic. He's going to be a, a big impact on this nation." And brought in by radio advertising. Thank you for the call tonight, and uh, thank you for validating my position that radio, even for political advertising, is uh, is and can be very effective. Oh, I didn't uh, say that it is or uh, that it isn't or couldn't be effective. Right. I said that Ron Paul specifically, um, he needs legitimacy as a candidate. I said that for uh, candidates like Romney and McCain and Huckabee to some extent, that radio was, I, was all I, I would put as far as uh, my money went. You said what now about radio? I'm sorry. The, the, as far as those candidates go, established candidates, candidates that uh, people believe mm-hmm. are legitimate. Um, you would only spend on radio. I would only spend on radio. I think it's good to have a mixed budget. I mean, that way you can appear in different in, in different locations. I, I can see what you're saying, audiences. but um, the people that watch TV at night listen to radio during the day. You said yourself that the uh, the penetration for radio is superior than it is um, uh, for television. And but how do you explain Daniel? I mean, he'd never seen Ron Paul before. He heard the the, the ads on the radio, and that brought him on board. Uh, all your when you, if it's advertising, all he didn't you're need legitimacy. About. All he needed were the ideas. When dealing with advertising, all you're talking about is you're, you're talking about a mass group of people, not one individual. Sure, one uh, some individuals are going to be motivated by the the signs on the side of the road, but you yourself said the signs are ineffective. Are you saying that I've never met anybody who would be motivated by a sign? You haven't, but that's just because somebody hasn't said it. Please, if uh, somebody out there with the sound of my voice was converted by a Ron Paul sign, yeah. or at least uh, you know found out about Ron Paul and was able to go to the internet and research more through a sign, please call in, because I'd love to hear that. Every advertising works for what you're wanting to do, Ian. It just works in to different degrees. That's all I'm saying. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We continue here and talk to Chris in Indianapolis. Uh, Chris, or in Indiana, rather. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Um, voter fraud. Um, I think that uh, it exists, and um, I think it actually exists in a big way. It's just that it's like a really, really big secret, but... Of course, that's conspiracy theory. But um, no, I'd say it's backed up by evidence. I mean, we've seen here in New Hampshire that the uh, the supposed seals that they put on the boxes carrying the ballots can be easily removed and, and resealed. It's not really a seal; it's like a big post-it note. And it's, yeah, they're they're supposed to be the boxes themselves are supposed to be transported by the state police, and in fact, they're uh, being transported around in a big white van by a guy named Butch and Hoppy. Right, so there are all kinds of holes Guys in uh, in the voting uh, process and the balloting process. So I'd say that those allegations are absolutely something that should be taken very seriously. Well, I think that they're uh, they're more malicious than that. But there's also something that I can I just can't believe that no one's realized is with electronic voting, people doesn't people don't believe it because um, they just they believe that a hacker can get in there and you know mm-hmm. skew the numbers or whatever. Sure. But um, and there's been evidence they, that points to that. Well, if they were to give paper signed receipts per every vote, wouldn't that kind of just completely solve that problem? I don't see how it would. I mean, what good's it going to do? So you have a receipt. Well, um, well what, what about uh, use, they, they currently in New Hampshire? What we're using is these uh, Diebold Scantron machines, where you mark something on a piece of paper and then they scan it through, and then there's a um, you know there's a ballot that can be hand counted later. 
I I don't know about the receipts because then what you've got to do is get everybody who voted to come back with their receipts together to, to one place yeah. in yeah. order to right. uh, to get some kind of proof. And I I don't see any evidence of that ever happening. But I well, remember. Wasn't it Vladimir Lenin who once said it doesn't matter how people vote, it matters who counts the votes? I think that's attributed to Stalin. Stalin, but, you know, one of the two. Same uh, bloody dictator. Yeah. The, uh, the paper ballots, uh, well, the paper receipts, um, as long as they're validated completely, uh, like both parties signed and everything like that, then, yeah, it can be recounted. And in the case of Ron Paul, I think that, um, I, I mean, it's hard. it's really hard to say, but I think that He's not going to win, period. I mean, even if 99% of every American actually voted for him, I don't think that, you know, I mean, all they have to do is just say on TV that he didn't win. And well, why are they letting him uh, win in these uh, some of these caucus states? Why are they letting him get such large percentages if they want to relegate him to the... Uh... Well, they're really not. I mean, look at their results now. Well, you know, he's got how, 25% in Montana. He's got double digits in quite a few states. Yeah, but he's, I mean, it's, they're just, um, it's, it seems to me like... He is being he is legitimate, but uh, well, it's just like the, the the mainstream media not covering him. I mean, that's just it's blatantly obvious. You know, to anyone who pays attention, it's just obvious. So here's my question: What are you going to do about it? Well, that's my question. What is, I mean, like a lot of the the quote libertarians and all that stuff, they they're not going to do anything about it, and that's the problem. That's the, the, the only thing problem. I can see that you can do is move to the Free State Project, and uh, you know. Oh no, I can do a lot more than that. Really? Like, like what? what? Well, like, start up a militia and just start, like... So you um, want to die, then, is what you want to do? No, no, absolutely do Because you will die if you start attacking people. You understand that? Well, I propose that we start, in groups, start arresting judges, like at their homes and stuff like that. That won't get you killed. Well, (laughs) it, it would be a lot less... It would be a lot tactically better than, like, going on a shooting spree. Um, I don't think there's really a difference between going on a shooting spree um, and uh, kidnapping a, a you know state or federal judge. Well, yeah. kidnapping you can really they you can get away. I mean, you get can away have, for what? Well, yeah, I'd like to say I don't want you to come to New Hampshire. <laughs> don't want people like you. Thank you well, very much for the call. I mean, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Bunch of uh, madmen. Uh, g- engaging in that that sort of behavior is not what we're looking for. That's see, not the kind of activism we need here. I in can New see Hampshire. the desperation. I understand, um, you know, the level of desperation. He feels like he's run out of ideas. He right. feels like there's no this other is the, choice. Uh, to some extent, this is the result when um, you know people's voices are quashed. Whether that voice is quashed by nefarious means through uh, you know voter fraud, mm-hmm. or whether it's quashed by uh, completely legitimate means in our democratic system. Um, I, I think democracy is a crappy system and. Look at the result. There's this guy who's ready to pick up arms and kidnap judges, kidnap people that uh, have never harmed him directly in right. order to get his message across. I wonder and if he's thought about what he would do after he kidnapped the judge. I don't know what you're going <laughs> to do. What are you going to do next? <laughs> yeah, well, he can get away for a little while. Right, then you have a prisoner. Are you going to try to get them to change the laws because you kidnapped a judge? Well, make yeah. sure you, you have somebody what? to send you a nice big check for the uh, for commissary in, in jail. Just It's uh. madness. 800-259-9231. I don't know if he'd make it to jail, Mark. I think that he'd get a SWAT team raid and he'd be a dead man. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want.
This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those features include live streams. Got a broadband version of the show and a dial-up version, both there for free for you, freetalklive.com. Soviet-style central planning does not work. So what's the best way to reach out to liberty lovers? Google ads? Direct mail? Free Talk Live? Only you know what's best. You choose what project's worthy of your dollar. Go to freestateproject.org slash donate and choose how you want to contribute. That's freestateproject.org slash donate. And speaking of the Free State Project, uh, all three of us are members of the Free State Project. We're early movers. We've moved here to New Hampshire in search of liberty. Uh, And the the purpose of the Free State Project is to move 20,000 liberty-loving activists all to the same state. In this case, New Hampshire was chosen. Uh, And we just got off the phone a moment ago. By the way, it's been a tremendous success so far, even though only a few hundred people have moved as of yet. Uh, We're expecting 1,000 to be in-state by the end of this year, which, of course, is going to do even more wonderful things for uh, the liberty movement in general. But we just got off the phone with a uh, wild-eyed madman, Chris, uh, who uh, was calling in from Indiana. And when you hear somebody like Chris start advocating the things he was advocating, in his case, uh, starting militias and going and arresting judges. Now, I don't know if he'd thought about what he planned on doing after the judges were arrested and in your custody in your little jail that you build for yourself or wherever it would be that you'd be keeping the judges. Uh, But it seems to me that uh, if you encounter someone like Chris, you need to understand that uh, people like him have a very high chance of being a federal agent, of being an agent provocateur, someone who essentially the feds have placed within the midst of liberty activists, people that are concerned, rightly so, with all the problems in the country, and their purpose is to provoke you into agreeing with them. Their purpose is to put these violent ideas into your head and have you come around and say, yeah, yeah, arresting judges, that's the solution! And then when you actually go out and you attempt to do it, oh, surprise, you've been caught in, you know, the agent's, uh, yeah, the agent's trap. Uh, that's not to say that all violent people or that all people advocating violence are agents provocateur, and it's not to say that in any way are they legitimate if they aren't agents. Uh, they're not. It, these are bad, bad ideas that are only going to result in the government uh, cracking down right. even they're further. They're bad ideas. Um, they're not necessarily bad people. They're frustrated people, and that's what. Well, sometimes they are bad people. Okay, sometimes they are bad people, and sometimes, uh, you know, what you're saying, I, I would say that there's a very good chance that beware the person that is uh, talking about violence is in fact a fibby or uh, something of that sort, and you've got, really got to watch out, even just hanging around them. Absolutely. Um, but at the same time, there are people out there that are frustrated, and they don't know what a solution is otherwise and we did goad him a little bit into giving what a solution was it's not like he just popped on the air and said hey let's shoot some judges do it you know it it took him a little while you know we presented him with a solution he didn't like so therefore he came up with another one um, after we go, yeah, well, what's your idea? You know, yeah. and then, so the, yeah. then he comes up with something. So he was goaded a bit. I don't, I don't know don't if he came that up with guy. that. I think he had that all packaged up beforehand. But he was dying to tell you about it. But <laughs> he seemed like he had thought that out a little bit more. I think he's thought it out. I don't that. think. I, I think he's thought it out. I don't think he was ready to del- deliver it. Yeah, well, and I hope he never does. That's dumb. 
Absolutely. And and the reason why is because that's what government wants you to do. That's what they are built for. That's what they are uh that's what they've trained to handle. Right. They've trained to handle people using violence on them. Right. They are and a, respond to that. Right. They are an organization that specializes in violence. And they've got it's more the Yeah, and they've got more guns and more money. So and they've got judges. And they've got more, So what do you kidnap one judge? There's plenty more judges in their pockets too. The point is is that it's a slow reform process and people have to uh understand that they're selling themselves out and, they're, and they're, the rest of the people around them in their country if they go to, in the direction of totalitarianism. Exactly. And um, another thing you're going to do is uh, the, the majority out there, the masses, you're going to drive them towards the state because they're, they're going to feel uh, endangered. endangered. Yes. They're going to want protection, which they're going to look toward the government for the protection from these wild-eyed crazies out there that are out there kidnapping judges. You could be next. Uh, and, of course, these judges have families, too, and, and they aren't involved in the government process. They're just ancillary to it all, and, and they, you know, they don't deserve to be harmed uh, in, in that way. They didn't, they didn't do anything to, to deserve that. So there are all kinds of reasons to not engage in these, uh, these violent ideas. And, uh, to, uh, well, to, the families of these judges, um, you know, I mean, just, just because, because um, look, anybody who commits a crime, and many judges out there are guilty of... Uh, committing crimes against humanity, if not against the law. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, anybody who commits crime has family, so I don't think that that's any uh, that's a relevant uh, excuse for um, you know violence against judges. I would just say that you know you could you could do some more, more harm than good. I think you absolutely will do more harm than than good. You will encourage the government to crack down ever harder than they ever had in the past, and you yourself will probably end up dead. Uh, anybody that's ever seen a a case where someone shoots a cop, you know what happens after that, right? The entire police force in the area mobilizes. They go into overtime, and they bring in cops from outside of the area to do a manhunt on whoever it is the suspect is that uh, that allegedly shot the cop. Usually the suspect never actually ends up getting to trial because he ends up dying at the hands of one of the cops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, well, actually, in many of those cases, we never really do find out for sure. I mean, if there was any question at all as to who killed the cop... We just sort of have to take their word for it because they've killed the guy who was their main suspect in that right. case. So you don't want to become involved in a situation like that. There, we need to think up more creative methods of solving this big government problem. Right. And the real creative thinkers are here. Uh, a lot of them are here in New Hampshire. Uh, many of them are working inside the system, uh, like the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance, coming up with brilliant, innovative ways to encourage these representatives to vote for liberty. And also, uh, we're expecting a number of candidates to run this year, this uh, 2008 to actually run as uh, pro-liberty candidates. And we're seeing some really creative ideas outside of the system as well. People are talking about uh, engaging in some gambling civil disobedience here soon. We've seen some other examples of civil disobedience in the past that have been very effective. Uh, And there are, again, a number of things. In fact, coming up soon, there's a gentleman who is going to court here in Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show from. He'll be appearing in a courtroom and refusing to pay a fine that he's been assessed by the government for not having his car registered with the state. Uh, He'll be refusing to pay that fine, and a number of our activists are going to be in that courtroom with him uh, to to support him in whatever it is he chooses to do. So uh, there's an amazing uh, group of liberty activists already here in New Hampshire, and that group's only going to grow larger. And as more people join us, as more people get on board, the ideas are going to flow even freer than they are today, and more brainstorming is going to happen, and more action is going to be taken. But none of it's going to be of a violent nature. This is a nonviolent revolution, and the only point the only point 
where it's actually going to come to violence is if, you know, we're in martial law situation and they're really using overt force on a daily basis against us. I mean, there is a line in the sand, yeah. but I don't even see that line yet. Today's, today's yeah. not the day for it. Exactly. We continue with your phone and, calls. And, yes. and by the way, uh, militia where you can where somebody can infiltrate and you know uh, fibbies can, banding together for violence, nah, definitely not going to work because then you'll be infiltrated. That's a good point. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. On the way here, Nico's on the line. Sean in Kalispell. We'll take your calls as well about whatever you want to talk about. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And uh, speaking of the police state, still have the story on the way here about the police that are swabbing people's mouths during traffic stops. What's their excuse? We'll find out. It's Free Talk Live. Mark has managed to secure for us a big advertiser for Valentine's Day. It's the Vermont Teddy Bear Company. We'd like to keep them on board for next year, but in order to do that, we need to sell some bears. Good thing they start at just $49 at VermontTeddyBear.com. Show her you know her with a personalized teddy bear from VermontTeddyBear.com. Don't forget to tell them you heard about it on Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You can bring up whatever you want toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. Ed Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Get signed up for the updates. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. In fact, I sent out an update today announcing our new banner auction. We're auctioning off the second banner on the website. And you can promote your business, your product, your service, your favorite band, whatever. Pretty much anything goes. Uh, of course, we do reserve the right to refuse if you want to promote some garbage like a white supremacist website or something like that. Uh, but otherwise, pretty much anything goes. And you can place your bid for that at auction.freetalklive.com. It uh, can go for anywhere. I mean, we've seen it go for as low as 50 bucks. So you'll get it for an entire month if you win. Auction.freetalklive.com. Movies, lingerie, and marital aids. AdamEve.com mm-hmm. has a special offer for you. Go to AdamEve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift. That's 50% off at adameve.com slash talk. 800-259-9231. We go to the phone calls. It is Nico in Illinois. Nico, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, I'm no economics major, but I think uh, Chris in Indiana and Tom in New Hampshire have some competition. (laughs) What do you mean? Uh, Well, I mean, one wants to shoot police and the other one wants to arrest judges. So, I mean... If uh, people want to support that, I guess they do have some competition. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm hoping Um, no one wants to support those ideas, because it's just going to result in uh, more tyranny for the rest of us. Yeah, me too. Uh, I wanted to talk about Ron Paul and the media, and then, um, like, first, like, I was watching ABC on Tuesday morning, and basically they were talking about all the candidates about Super Tuesday, Mm -hmm. and they just completely left out Ron Paul, and... I basically had an off. I actually just walked over to the TV and turned it off. Good for you. There's better things to be doing with your time than watching television. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, I wanted to start a podcast um, ah. in, the, in the future, but I was wondering where where is a good place? Uh, you guys always have content, but where is a good place to get content about liberty? You know, um, what Freedom, uh, freedomsphoenix.com is a, a good website, Yeah, and they kind of coalesce a bunch of liberty-oriented stories from around the web. I'd say that's uh, the best one out there. They're we probably used to do a lot of show prep off of FARC. Now I get so much sent to me that I don't really... Right, right. Most of, a lot of my show prep comes in uh, from, from emailers, uh, but also, I mean, 
you you don't necessarily have to go to the liberty-oriented websites to call information. Sometimes a glance at the front page of the Drudge Report will find some stories that are just absolutely outrageous. I think the swabbing story that I have here actually came from the uh, the Drudge Report front page today. So I mean, just you know, you want to go and find some good news sources as well because if you go to FARC, if you if you just stick to one web page, then you're going to get what they give you. But if you have different different sources like uh, like FARC.com has a variety of uh, different types of stories, mostly on the fun side, kind of silly stories and, uh, you know, interesting stories. Uh, and then, of course, there are different regular news options as well. Uh, I find ABC News uh, does a generally a, a better job than CNN or, or Fox, uh, so I, I like their service a little bit better than, than the other major media. Um, and uh, so there are different options out there. And the more you explore, the more you'll find and bookmark what works and go back to it. Okay. Um yeah, that's pretty much all I had. Um, congratulations for being number one on Podcast Alley for pretty much ever now. Thank yeah. you. Thank um, you. Uh, but that's a thanks to our listeners for going and voting uh, for us. If yeah. it weren't for our listeners, uh, then it wouldn't work. In fact, I'd promote it right now. It's vote.freetalklive.com, but I was told today that the voting's frozen over there this month. Yeah, something seems to have happened. Something has yeah, broken I, with Podcast I tried, Alley. I tried voting for you at the beginning of the month, and it, it said the vote was um, calling to my email so I can confirm, and I went to check my email, and I didn't get anything. Yeah, apparently they froze the votes at 70 votes. I mean, we're still number one, which is great, uh, but yeah. they, no no one's been able to vote this month. So, Nico, thanks for the call tonight, and good luck with your podcast in the future. 800-259-9231. Always good to hear more new people getting involved in creating liberty-oriented media. And they're not all going to stick at it, you know, stick with it. Nope. But those who do might actually make some money at it. Yeah, someday. it's it's you you got to put it out there, and then uh, sooner or later, you know, some of them will stick in, and 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 he he may very well be the next John Stossel. May very well be. We continue with your phone calls. Talk to Sean and Kalispell listening on KGEZ. Hey, Sean. Sean, Kalispell. Sean, you're on the air. What's on your mind? Yeah, this is uh, Sean and Kalispell. It um, is. I was one of the. Uh, 25 who cast his vote for uh, Dr. Paul for Flathead County. Excellent. Out here in Montana in the caucus. Um, yeah, we had a cool, an awesome turnout last night for Ron Paul. We had over about 150 to 200 Ron Paul supporters at the Flathead County caucus. I mean, they were stretching from outside all the way into the, where the actual voting was taking place. You know, they had the voting screened also. I mean, they couldn't get back in there, but... Um, I mean, it was just an awesome turnout. There was delegates and state representatives and senators walking in, and, they, you know, we heard them commenting, well, I didn't know I was going to a Ron Paul rally and things like that. <laughs> I mean, we totally owned that place last Fantastic. night. Any, um, uh, any other interesting stories from the event? Well, um, just some of the, um, you know, we was going around talking to some of the delegates and people and just the, I don't know, it's scary when you talk to some of these people who are supposed to be representing you and they don't even understand <laughs> basic facts of constitutional law. Well, the fact uh, is they aren't representing you nor any more than they're representing me. They're uh, representing themselves. Right, they represent themselves and their, you know, their buddies. And uh, and that's about it. And it's really the it really points out the absurdity of the the so-called representative republic that we have here. Uh, there's no way they could possibly represent you because they have their own interests, and they couldn't possibly represent you if your neighbor across the street has different interests from you. They're supposed to be representing him at the same time. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't possibly represent anybody beyond yourself. It's absurd yeah. to believe otherwise. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I was talking to one of the delegates who's going to go to the. Um, 
National Republican Convention in uh, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I, we were talking about, he brought up George Bush, and he's going on about how Bush is an honorable man, and, you know, he had every right to start the Iraq war, because I got on a shirt, you know, saying how Ron Paul wants to bring the troops home. Mm-hmm. And he goes, oh, you're one of those stupid Ron Paul supporters. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, well, wait a second here. And then I'm like, what about the Constitution? He goes, oh, it, you know, and he's like, well, that doesn't matter. I'm like, well, what do you mean it doesn't matter? You know, it all only- changed after 9-11. Yeah, only Congress has the power to declare war. He's like, oh, no, Bush, he was legal, you know. Congress give him the war powers and all that. And Congress acted illegally. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, and this guy's a national rep, and he's just, and he doesn't understand this. Yeah, he's clueless. He doesn't care, yep. and uh, no yeah. one's calling him on it, unfortunately. Now, we've got yeah. a lot of work cut out for us. There's no doubt about it. Many Americans are completely in the dark. They're clueless about liberty. They don't even have a, a beginning grasp on the concept, and there's so much work yeah. to do, and we're glad you're out there doing it, and thanks for doing that, and thanks for the call tonight, Sean. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Don in Missouri. Don, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? Um, I just wanted to talk about how... The, the police presence and how they're getting more and more overbearing. They sure actually are. Kind of, yeah, actually kinds of, uh, it kind of shuts down people just looking out for each other. And what I mean by that is I was out putting up some Ron Paul signs the other day, mm-hmm. and I was putting one up behind, uh, at this intersection, it was kind of behind this grocery store, and when I was going back to my car, um, under this uh, patch of trees there was a purse. And I walked over there and saw that it was open and obviously, you know, pilfered through and, mm-hmm. And I looked around because I was like, this is out in the middle. I mean, it's right out in the middle of the parking lot. I, you know, this could be some kind of setup because I remember that uh, story out of New York where they were setting purses in subway right. stations. Right, yep, the cops were, yep. Right, and um, so I actually uh, debated on whether or not I should return it, you know, try to return it to the purse, and I finally, you know, picked it up through my car, went shopping, and then when I came out, I went through it and found this lady's checkbook and took it home. And, and the wallet um, was gone, so there's no ID? Yeah, the wallet was gone, but everyone, everything else was there. There's a set of keys and you know, a lot of stuff that someone would like to have back. Yeah, I'm sure. You checkbook so, um, and keys is that that's plenty. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I called her number on the checkbook, and it was this you know nice old lady, and she was thrilled sure. that I had found it and everything. And you know, you know, I told her where I lived and mm-hmm. that she could come get it. But then the entire way that you know I was waiting for her to come over, um, I was scared. Oh God, what if she uh, called the cops? Because I'd be suspect number one here. Um, yeah. That's really sad, man. That uh, and, and I'm sure you're not the only person who's thinking those thoughts. Well, the, see, the reason I was thinking that is because the last time I had a cop out to my house is because my friend had his ooh, license. Ooh, another face. cop story? Hang on. Tell us that in a moment. 800-259-9231. More with Don, Frank as well, and your calls, too. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your call if you make it now at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the website. The features are for free. And if you like the show want to help support Free Talk Live, become an amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com to get on board. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. The idea is a simple one. You send us 3 bucks a month. We take that money in, turn it around into promoting the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, and thereby spreading the message of freedom and liberty as far and as wide as possible. Uh, so get on board with AMP. It's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in line, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We go back to Don in Missouri. Don, who uh, was about to tell us a police story. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I was just going to say that 
the last time I had a cop out to my house was because a friend of mine had his license plate stolen at some place that he's at before he came over. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I told him, I was like, look, I, I really wish you would have told me that you told him, you know, to check your card out in, in my driveway because these guys are always looking for someone to arrest, you know. Absolutely. Of, uh, yeah, regardless of what you call him out for. And I was also concerned because I, you know, I had a few beers before he came over, and God knows what could have happened. But, um, so yeah, sure enough, they came up and they looked at his license plate. But uh, as he was walking around, he was shining his flashlight in, in my truck, in his car. I mean, just looking for anything. Sniffing. Yep, they're always sniffing around for something that they can catch you with, uh, something they can charge you with, something they can uh, they can arrest you over. They want to walk away with someone in handcuffs they can put in their car and take back to the station. Yeah, he checked my tags, everything. And then when he didn't find anything to get us on, aside from what he came out to do, and that was to take a report over this missing license plate, he actually he actually uh, presented himself like he was put out, you know, like it wasn't enough, <laughs> like it wasn't worth his time to come out there and do that. Right, like a, like a puppy that's been beaten and it's got its tail between its legs and it's all sad. <laughs> he doesn't care whether your plate's been stolen or not. He just wants to find something, you know, to arrest somebody for. Exactly, and then... You know, with all these stories, and, you know, my whole life I've never had any experience with the police that's been beneficial. It's always equal to a fine or something ridiculous. I, I can't I say that. I, I've, I've, certainly, had one. I've, I've had one. I've, I've certainly had uh, some beneficial uh, interactions with the police, and I think there's lots of good people on the uh, police force out there that are trying to help folks. But, you know, at the same time, it's their job to enforce a bunch of crappy laws. Sure, yeah. and, they, you know, they're like one of the only professions out there that can pay themselves. You know what I mean? I can't go out... And you know, force you to give me cash for you know, no matter what job I do. Yep, exactly right. Don, thanks for the call tonight and the story. Appreciate hearing from you. And uh, you know, it, I just wonder. He called. If you just tuned in, he was uh, calling to point out that he found a purse on the the ground somewhere, and he the thoughts that were going through his head was was not necessarily beyond. I mean, he was thinking about helping the person whose purse um, who'd uh, who'd lost the purse, but at the same time, he was concerned because the government. He was worried that the you know the cops would come down on him for something, or that he would somehow become a suspect if he picked up the purse, or that he'd be caught in some uh, purse uh, purse sting like they've been doing in New York. And I just wonder how many people have those thoughts go through their head. It's similar to the people that don't want to stop on the side of the road to help someone in an accident because they're concerned about being sued. Uh, so it's really the, you know having this government around has really screwed up our priorities in life. I think. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I have had a good encounter with a cop once, but he wasn't on duty. He was an off-duty cop, and he gave me a jump. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that was it. All right. Uh, continue here with Frank in Ohio. Frank, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh, I, I can't find anybody around here to talk about uh, Ron Paul. I'm kind of frustrated. You can't find anyone in Ohio where you live to talk about Ron yeah, Paul. Yeah. You mean in person? Right. Are you on the? Do you have the internet, Frank? Uh, at the library. Okay. Well, I can't well, get anybody there to talk about it. Well, you can be. Uh, you can join one of the meetup groups. Have you tried that? I can't find anybody around here to talk about it. All right. Here's what I recommend: go to uh, RonPaul2008.com and then find the meetup link. That'll take you to the Ron Paul meetup groups, of which there are thousands around the country. Inevitably, there are some in Ohio. I don't know where you live, so I don't know. I don't have it in front of me with the list, but inevitably there will be one somewhere in your vicinity that you could uh, go to. We're, and we're in a heavily Democratic area right now. You're, believe <laughs> That's me. That's okay. Uh, there, there a lot is of a Democrats in your support area. Ron Paul. Believe me. 
A lot of Democrats are supporting Ron Paul. As a matter of fact, uh, polling shows that Republicans, people that identify themselves as Republicans, only about 6% of those people are likely to vote for Ron Paul or likely to support Ron Paul, while something like 28% of Democrats said they uh, they feel feel good about Ron Paul. So you, you might be surprised. How's Alan Keyes in this? Was the, he come back in the picture? He's a nobody. Alan yeah. Keyes is a nobody. Oh, I, I got a police story. Okay, yeah. sure. I was kidnapped when I was young. By the cops? No, I was kidnapped. Okay. Okay. And the guy was trying to get me in uh, child prostitution and drugs and all this. Wow, really? I went downtown to the police station to try to make a report. They wouldn't do anything about it. How did you get away from the guy? Huh? How did you get away from the guy? Um, I ran and caught a bus. You took me part of town. He thought I didn't know, which I knew. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How did you run away from home? No, I was abducted. I was waiting for a bus. Guy oh. grabbing in his car. Wow. I was young. I was young and skinny. How old were you? Oh, about 10, 9. And he was telling you that he was going to sell you as a sex slave? Yeah. He was How trying long? to get me. He was making phone calls with his buddies and trying to get me to get other kids into it. How long were you uh, uh, in his under his control? Oh, half hour or so. Hour. I don't know. 45 minutes. So you managed to escape. You went to the cops. You told them about it, and they didn't believe you. Right, and I, a couple of days later, stopped the beat officer on the street, and he didn't want to take my story. Yeah, well, yeah, that would require them to actually have to... With, they didn't want to believe my story. Sure, well, Frank, that would require them to actually have to do work, and uh, that's not part of what they signed up for. Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate right. it. 800-259-9231. I know, I'm, Mark, there are some good cops out there. I'm but... really surprised that uh, they didn't jump on board for that one. They probably thought he was a you know 10-year-old kid making up a story. Anyway... Uh, 1-800-259-9231. I'm not surprised by that at all. We continue uh, with Dan in Ontario. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Stan, it is. Stan in Ontario. Stan. Stan. Sorry about that, Stan. Yes, I'd like to know uh, Ron Paul's situation uh, with Israel. Would he support Israel? Would he get out of the peace process? I think what Ron Paul would do would be to bring all the troops home from around the world and end all foreign aid to all countries and allow you to keep the money that you earn. So if you want to support Israel or if you want to support some other country, you would have the freedom to do that. Well, since he's in Ontario, he doesn't have to worry about uh, actually letting him keep his money. You, as in if you happen to be in America, let Americans support whatever countries they want to support. Right. But would so would he do trade with the European Union and let the European Union step in and do the peace process and take the lead role, or would would he uh, would he uh, would he uh, be involved in the peace process at all or get right out of it? I don't see any. I I, I don't see any reason uh, as far as the, I think that the problem with the peace process is the other countries that are um, involved in it. I mean, why should the United States be involved in peace between Israel and the um, and its Arab, you know, countries around there? Israel should. It has the biggest chip on the board over there. They certainly have enough clout to tell the uh, Arab countries, you know, uh, look, uh, you're 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 being crazy here. Um, they've won all the wars. And you know, the United States gives more foreign aid to the Arab countries than they do to Israel. Yeah, if, I if know. You stopped it all. Let them yeah. let them fend for themselves. Yeah, I know. That's what bugs me. And, uh, yeah, it's America that's stopping Israel from bombing all these uh, Arabs and uh, Syrian them, too. Well, I don't know so, what, yeah, I don't I know what Israel would, would do if, if America got out of it. I'm not saying that they would or wouldn't bomb. And whatever they, they do, would. it's none of my business. Would. Okay, if, well, if I agree. America's, uh, if America would get out of it, which, yeah, I think Paul would do, if Ron Paul would win, they would get out of it then. Uh, 
I think then they could take care of Syria and all and Iran and all them Israel. Dan, yeah, thanks I'm for the sure. call tonight. We appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Yeah, Ron Paul's a non-interventionist, which uh, a lot of people confuse with isolationism, and it, it bears repeating. Uh, not the same thing. Uh, when you're talking about non-interventionism, that means you don't get involved in other the affairs of these other countries. It doesn't mean isolationism, which uh, the concept of isolationism is essentially uh, hunker down. We don't trade with anybody. We don't talk to anybody. We make American stuff for Americans, and we don't want right. any of your foreign crap around here. Ron Paul, uh, from, from what I've heard him say, is definitely in favor of free sure. trade, of allowing you to do business with whoever you want to do business with sure. around Peace the world. Peace with everyone and trade with everyone. Right, and not dropping bombs. On anyone Governments shouldn't be telling you know individuals in a free country who they can do business with and who they can't and under what terms they can do business. That's not a free country and that's not free trade. Now, Ron Paul does support the concept of tariffs, which I will disagree with him on. It's uh, but constitutional. He's, but he's just trying to figure out a way to fund some sort of government, which he, uh, again, does believe in a constitutional government. Uh, so I certainly have my disagreements, but uh, he is a darn good candidate. Anyway, uh, it has been Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. We will continue tomorrow night. And you know what? I started the show out by promising the mouth-swabbing story. I will mark that. It'll be our top story right out of the box tomorrow night. Unless, of course, you're already on hold by the time we start the show. And then we'll go to your calls. Like it is Free tonight. Talk Live. Uh, with Will in, uh, in Hawaii. He was, he, he was on hold ten minutes before we started the show. And one day, that's going to be what it's like. You can bring up anything. See you tomorrow night online. In the meantime, at freetalklive.com, we'll explain to you why the excuse from the Daytona Beach police as to why they're swabbing people's mouths at traffic stops. You won't believe it. It's Free Talk Live. See you then. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.